Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. Hi everyone, hi people of email marketing, <laughs> e-commerce enthusiasts and email nerds. Today we'll be talking about three easy ways to build a massive email list. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey there, everyone. Alisa and Vera here. We are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium. We are so passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Flowium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50%. We deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. And that's what we're all about here. Just starting with email marketing and Clavio, learn the ins and outs of Clavio in a week or less with our step-by-step -step course. No stress, no confusion, no nonsense. Go to ClavioMastery.com to learn more. Our quick tip of the day before we get started on today's episode is A-B test your opt-in forms. And this is a really cool one because it has a lot to do with what we'll be talking about today. Sign-up forms are one of the most important tools for acquiring customers. But how do you know if your sign-up form is the best that you can create for your brand? A-B testing sign-up forms allows you to test different elements of your sign-up form to ensure that it resonates well with your viewers. You can test so many different things with your sign-up forms, but here are some ideas that we typically recommend. You can test the colors of your CTA buttons, the copy that you use on your forms, the timing of the form. So sometimes you can test five seconds for the pop-up to appear versus 15 seconds. You can also test the offer that comes up. So for some audience members, you can test 5% of an offer versus 10 or 15%. You can kind of play around with that. And you can also test the page that your pop-up form appears on. Just as a note to remember, the longer you leave your test running for, the more statistically significant your results will be. And this is a brand new feature that's available to class and it's fairly intuitive when it comes to picking a winner. So you can leave your test running for three months. And then what you can do is you can just go into your A-B test and then just simply select uh, choose winner and then Clavio will show you who your winner is, which version of the test your winner is. So it's really cool. It's definitely a feature that we would recommend using and it's something that we've started to implement now that it's available in Clavio for all our clients. But without further ado, Vera, take us away with what we're going to be talking about today. Hey everyone and Alyssa, thank you for um, talking about this little pro tip here. And yeah, as you mentioned, Clavio like literally just introduced this feature like maybe a month ago. So it's all very new, but already bringing a lot of like 
revenue to our clients as well. So hi, everyone. Hi, people of email marketing, um, <laughs> e-commerce enthusiasts and email nerds. Today, we'll be talking about the easy ways, actually three easy ways to build a massive email list. And uh, just a quick note, we'll specifically be focusing on like tried and true methods. So mm-hmm. if you just like go to Google, you can find like gazillion different ideas and definitely do that. But we'll be talking about the three ways uh, to build massive email list that you absolutely need to use. So this is like, this is your minimum and your must. So the popular marketing quotes actually says the money's in the list. And like, as an email marketer, I cannot agree more. So here's the fun fact. For every $1 you spend on email marketing, you can expect an average return of $42. Isn't it like freaking crazy? It's like, of course, this number will be different maybe like from business to business, but that's just like a big, big average. Okay, fun fact number two. And I... I told you that we are email marketing nerds, so um, brace yourself. (laughs) So fun fact number two, capturing a new lead is actually five times more expensive than nurturing one. So that's kind of something that everyone is talking about, but that's why it is so important to have this person's email, right? To, to, to be able to, to, communicate to them. And fun fact number three, and we do love the facts here. So despite of all of the like the sexy new uh, social medias, TikToks and like stuff like that, and new platforms that are coming out, email is still the the king of acquiring leads and converting them. So in fact, like email is 40 times more effective with acquiring new customers than say Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. So with that being said, like stellar email lists, aren't easy to build. So, and no purchasing one is not a good idea. I know we had some customers who were like, okay, where can I purchase the list? We're like, no, you kind of have to work for it. So, um, so sit comfy, take your notebook, get a cup of tea or iced tea, because I don't know where in the world are you, but I'm in Vancouver and it's freaking hot right now. (laughs) Got like two hot days per year. And this is like one of them. So we'll be talking talking about three ways to build email list and by the way all three of them will be like totally legal yeah. <laughs> so yeah so let's <laughs> let's start Alyssa let's start from the from the big one Okay, so the very first cream of the crop, top of the top, number one is to add a pop-up offer to your website. Okay, so this one is super loaded and I have tons of information. So like Vera said, please make sure that you have your notebook out because there is a lot of info here. So when we say add a pop-up offer to your website, what do we mean by this? Well, there are a couple of versions that we at Flowium like to work with and we typically recommend our clients to use when it comes to collecting emails after someone's first visit to your website. So the first that we always recommend is a homepage pop-up. This is usually the pop-up that appears when a person visits your website for the first time. It's usually either time-based or based on how much the visitor scrolls on your website. So you have options in Clavio where if you scroll like 60% down on the website, on the, sorry, on the homepage, um, then the pop-up pop-up will appear. It's up to you which approach you want to take. And again, that A-B testing is available for you. We usually do timed pop-ups, but again, you can choose. And then that pop-up will appear and it either requests the visitor's email or provides an offer in exchange for their email. Now, I know it sounds kind of weird when we say that we just ask for the person's email with no incentive, but honestly, it 
works. With the right copy, the right timing, and the right look of these pop-ups or these forms, they tend to be one of the best and easiest ways to collect new emails from potential customers. The pop-up is usually something along the lines of, hey, like what you see, you'll love what else we can tell you even more, with an empty space for the visitor to plug in their email. And it's usually name and email, but sometimes just the email. And then what will happen is they'll get triggered into that pre-purchase series, more often than not. On the flip side of that, you can add an incentive onto your homepage pop-up. That says something like, for 10% off your first purchase, give us your email and we'll send you a code. Clearly, I'm not a copywriter. I'm just giving you guys kind of a gist of what that will look like and what the tone and kind of language of your pop-up should be. I would like to point out though, on the incentive side of things, we strongly advise against doing this. And the reason for this is because providing an incentive 15 seconds into someone's first visit to your website is honestly like proposing on the first date. You've got to give that person (laughs) some time to actually learn about you, your brand, what you stand for, and then they can make a decision as to whether they want to go on a second date with you or not. If you just propose, (laughs) it's kind of like, whoa, you know, like we just got here. I don't know anything about you. Like, don't throw yourself at me. Because the other thing is it, it kind of devalues your brand a little bit as well. When you're not not making that person work for any perks at all. It also devalues any of your loyal customers in the long term. So you're pretty much giving a huge incentive for first time customers who have done nothing to earn that incentive. And then for your actual loyal customers, you'll almost be forced to or really strongly encouraged to provide an even bigger incentive, which mm-hmm. again, it starts to devalue your brand over time as well. And actually, like a quick note, uh, the strategy that we often use, we usually have like two different pop ups. One will be only for like homepage and about us page and our story page and stuff like that. And another pop-up will be for product pages because you don't want to be like giving away that discount right away, just like you mentioned, Alyssa. So this uh, homepage pop-up, it's more for people to get to know you better. Right. And the exit intent one for the product pages is more for like for people who are already interested in your product. So they are like ready to buy and you just want to give them this little push. So Exactly, exactly. Which leads us to the second pop-up form that we we love to use, which is the exit intent pop-up, as Zira's mentioned. So that occurs when a visitor to your website is browsing and they move their mouse off of the browser with the intent to exit or leave your website and then a pop-up appears. It's kind of like magic, but it's not. It's just really advanced tech. So again, going back to what Vera said, Floium, we usually set up that exit intent pop-up to appear on a specific product page for our clients. But realistically, you can have it set up however you want. We just strongly recommend the product page. And the reason for that is because this form appears based on an action the visitor takes and not based on time, which means that the client that's looking at your site or the customer that's looking on your site has worked a little more in order to achieve that incentive. With the exit intent pop-up, we almost always include an offer. And it's, again, a pretty decent offer because this person has actually worked for it. They've shown interest in more than just your homepage and they were actually looking at a product. But you can include an exit intent pop-up that has no offer at all. Again, this depends on your brand. If you're really trying to stay away from discounts and little incentives like that, then that's something that you can do. It just has to have really great persuasive copy that basically says, are you sure you want to go? We were just starting the fun. Don't let it end. Put your email here, that kind of thing. Because essentially that exit intent pop-up is trying to catch 
that customer's intention right before they leave and kind of forget about you forever sort of thing. And just as a note, we usually find that the exit intent pop-ups are extremely successful and leads to triggering the exit intent flow, which follows and is one of the top three revenue generating flows that we see. So if you do have room for the exit intent, we always, always, always suggest it. Yeah. And besides, just like you mentioned, Alessa, this pop-up, it doesn't have to be like boring you can you can like make it fun you can make it um exciting right so you can totally even like gamify the entire subscription process sometimes mm-hmm. you just need like a little something extra to make your pop-up pop-up <laughs> basically <laughs> Uh, and like convincing someone to give you their email address uh, during their first visit is like is, is easier than convincing them to purchase from you. So that's why you cannot afford not to use this this pop-ups. And one of the apps that actually a lot of our customers are using is called Wheelio. But I know that there are a lot of like similar apps like this. So the idea here is that uh, instead of like a regular um, like a regular pop-up sign um, for like a newsletter or stuff, visitors will see this little wheel. And and this wheel will ask them to take a chance and, and and play the game. So you basically like turn the wheel and then you can either have like a discount or a freebie or something like that. So this is like a fun part of the pop-ups, right? And this thing is awesome. It triggers like curiosity, mm. makes it all like engaging and fun. And it is like a perfect combination of, of fun and value. It's basically the win-win for everyone, for your visitors and for them to like getting to enjoy a fun experience, right? And for you, because you you will end up with their email at the end and you'll be able to use it to like convert your user in the future. So with gamified apps like this, you can play a trick on your visitors and like completely change their perception of a pop-up. Because as you mentioned, Alyssa, there are some people who like are annoyed with the pop-ups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's why you can you can make it fun. You can make it excited, exciting. It, it doesn't have to be like your, your standard copy and pouring design. So make the whole experience fun for yeah. your customers. Yeah, for sure. And I I love those little pop-ups where it's like a spin the wheel kind of thing and it's like mm-hmm. what am I going to get today you know <laughs> kind of thing so actually actually one of my customers he has like standard 15% off so every time person like spins the wheel everyone gets like 15% off but still <laughs> but I mean still it works like so much better than the regular pop-up because it has this little like game yeah. to it you yeah. know that's hilarious so. actually it's almost like flipping a double-sided coin that's really really funny pretty, pretty much yeah <laughs> so the other thing to note when it comes to using pop-ups as an opt-in method is single versus double opt-in. And this just generally applies for all opt-in methods. So single opt-in is when someone puts their email address into, in this example, the pop-up form, and they are automatically added to your subscriber list. Double opt-in is when someone puts their email address into the pop-up form, again, in this this instance, and they are required to authorize that they've actually opted into this list through a a confirmation email that's sent from Klaviyo immediately immediately afterwards. Okay, so, and Vera, I'd love to hear your take on this too. Personally, I, as a customer, I would never authorize. That second email would almost appear to me as like a warning sign, like, are you sure you want to opt in? (laughs) Which would make me second guess my initial decision to opt in. But I've heard kind of two sides to this where some people love it and some people hate it. Some people love it because they can play safe and they're really nervous about irritating people with their emails. So they leave it on. And one of the major benefits of actually leaving it on is that you actually have a little more reassurance that your email list as it grows is cleaner and more engaged. It innovates like a filter. filter Right, right, exactly. And 
I think it's great, but I think you regularly miss out on people that you could be providing offers to, especially if you're looking to grow your list quickly. Mm -hmm. The subscription rate when double opt-in is turned on is less than 40%, which is not good at all because people forget, people get discouraged, people are like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, thank you. Or sometimes that second email goes into spam for whatever reason, you know? So I know at Flowium, we typically turn it off for our clients, but my thing thinking is turn it off if you want to grow your list quickly. And then if your list is already huge and full of spammers, bouncers, unengaged subscribers, this is a tool that could work to your advantage if you're kind of more of a longstanding business. But I don't know if you have any more insight on that, Vera. It's something that I'm kind of like on the fence about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's how I feel about the double opt-in. So as a user, um, maybe it's a good thing. As a marketer or business owner, I would go for the regular opt-in method. But again, it depends to Totally on your overall strategy, on your business goals and stuff like that. I know that for some high end like brands, you know, they prefer to have this as a filter, just like to have the top, top high quality leads on their email. But again, depends on your um, on your goals. So the second big opt-in methods that we are using almost like all the time, I don't know about your clients, Alyssa, but all of my clients have this uh, little opt-in methods. Second uh, big way to build your email list is to use an email signup forms in your website navigation or in the footer. So this method is very like tried and true. And most of our clients, as I mentioned, have this little like a form at the very bottom of their website on in the footer where you can actually like leave your email and subscribe for the like the newsletter or something. And you can consider this your passive list building methods because you literally don't need to do anything to make people sign up for your list. There is like no pop-up, there's no like wheel or anything. In a way, Footer is your filter for the loyal fans and people Mm -hmm. who are really interested in your products. Because I mean, how often do you scroll (laughs) to the very bottom of the website to like request some information from the brand, right? So the Footer is for your hardcore loyal fans. And that's why I love the leads that are coming from the Footer. And we usually, uh, well, it depends on the brand strategy, but we usually send them to the um, welcome, uh, welcome flow so they can get to know you and your brand even Mm -hmm. better. And these customers are engaged. They want to hear from you. So you want to ask them for action right away. That's exactly why we love having this like um, sign up forms in the footer. And you are not jumping in front of the visitors. You're like not annoying them. You're just providing a simple, clean, easy to find form for visitors to discover if they want to subscribe. So this is like less aggressive, but I feel like it is still very, very effective. And unlike pop-ups that usually have like different conditions. And as you've mentioned, Alyssa, like any visitor on the page is able to scroll down and subscribe. So with pop-ups, it's a bit different. Of course, you can have the pop-up appear every time the customer go to your website, but oh my God, it will be annoying. But most of the time we have some kind of condition. So show this pop-up only to customer to the first time visitor or show this pop-up only like every 30 or 40 days or whatever. Mm -hmm. With Footer, it's different. Footers don't have any like conditions, any visitor or any page is able to scroll down and subscribe. So easy as pie. And lastly, Footer is the place where people kind of expect to find an email uh, sign up form. Mm -hmm. I I don't know about you, but like in 90% of the time when I go to like some e-commerce websites, they usually have this little like subscribe to our newsletter thing at the very bottom of the 
website. So people kind of kind of expect it from you. So not having it on your website, it's basically just like losing the lead. Now, if you have a content heavy website, so you have like a lot of blogs, videos, YouTube, podcasts, first of all, good for you. SEO is the way to go in 2020. <laughs> but if you have like a content heavy website, another form that you can use is the form like between um, your blog posts or at the bottom of your blog post. So visitors who read your blogs are usually your fans. So they are engaged. They are looking for information. They are looking for entertainment. They are ready to hear from you. And like the perfect, perfect situation in the perfect world, you would have like different kind of sign up forms and different categories of the blogs. So you can know what your customers want to hear about. So that's just like a little thing that I've done for some of my clients and it have been working amazingly good because you can create this very like segmented and very like specific list. So like this short shareable videos and uh, content with a strong like subscribe call to action is also another great way to reach people so whatever you do if you write blogs great if you like make videos great that's awesome just like don't afraid to ask for people's emails they are kind of ready to give it to you so just like don't miss this opportunity to to get their email yeah no, it's so true. And one of the things that I love about the footer as well, kind of um, branching out from what you were saying, Vera, is that the footer opt-in method is great because there are some people who see a pop-up and they're like, well, now that you've asked for my email, I'm not giving it to you because they don't want to do what you're what you're telling them to do, essentially. But with that footer opt-in method, it's almost like, hey, it's available for you if you feel like doing it. So do it if you want to, which I know that that tends to cater to a lot of different customers who are like, I don't want to be told by a brand yeah, what to do. Exactly. Thing. So, so um, you're basically targeting two different types of customers, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And- and you bring up a really good point when it comes to se- creating a, a more defined segment where you could almost split up your whoever opts in through the footer and who opts in through the pop-up where the pop-up is more of kind of a for a generic audience, but the footer opt-in, those people you could go into and almost create like a super engaged segment where they're really mm-hmm. committed because they've basically scrolled through your entire <laughs> website and they found the most subtle way to opt in because they are, actually are interested. So that's definitely a cool thought and, and, and something that I might start to try with my grandma would be on that on that super engaged (laughs) list for sure every time I post something she's like the first one to like to comment like and share with her like 80 year old friends so (laughs) I love it she's my only super engaged fan (laughs) (laughs) yeah but grandmas are always committed they're always always committed to the cause that's funny you know what Alyssa like it's funny that you mentioned it because my favorite favorite clients to work with are actually like my favorite list to work with are actually boomers because like they they like believe you they you're ready to buy from you they become your loyal fans so yeah they i feel like boomers are more responsive maybe because email is their like main channel of communication or like email and facebook and and i have like gazillion social media apps on my phone so i like barely check my email for promotion and Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's that's funny that you mentioned it That's interesting. That is very interesting. And I guess you're right, because a lot of them, if they are involved on social media, they have a really limited idea of how to use it. And so Mm -hmm. their main focus is always going to be email, which is where you're going to kind of engage and connect with them the most. So that's good to know. Right. That's maybe I should start focusing on some more clients who who cater to boomers. Give me me all the boomers. (laughs) That's why I'm like email marketers specializing in. (laughs) 
like this kind of audience. <laughs> I love so working funny. with them, honestly. That's the people that I get the most like feedback from, you know, like you, you, you send the campaign and they're like, oh, such a nice campaign and stuff like that. So they are like super engaged and I love working with this kind of people. So. That's really cool. Okay. That's good to know too. So if you're a, if you're a business out there that's catering to boomers, Vera's your girl. <laughs> She'll be more than happy to help you with your email <laughs> marketing. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so our third way to build a massive email list is to collect email addresses from customers that are making a purchase. Um, so for me personally, this is my favorite way to be build your email list uh, because it really focuses on nurturing your new and most current customers while also getting even more out of them. So as with most brands, part of the purchasing process in the e-commerce world includes inputting your emails so you can get updates on your shipment, track it, and know when it's going to be delivered. Obviously, because not not everything is Amazon Prime, and if it's not going to be here tomorrow, people question if they would <laughs> even want to get it. This is also a really great opportunity to further market and communicate with your actual newest customers and guide them towards their second purchase. Because the more someone purchases from you, the more likely they will continue to be a loyal customer. It's just kind of common sense. When a customer makes a purchase, it's best if that purchase triggers the customer into a post-purchase sequence, where a variety of different emails will go out to that subscriber, of course course stretched over a long period of time. But these emails usually include anything from a thank you email, an FAQ or what to expect email, a social CTA email that guides that person to staying connected with the brand on social media, along with further offers and recommendations for what they should buy next. And then we usually always incorporate some kind of survey or uh, request for feedback so that the brand, your brand can know what to do better for um, the next time someone makes a purchase mm -hmm. and sometimes the purchase can even trigger a bounce back flow which is we haven't talked about it too too much and that's something that we can definitely go into detail in a, in a, in a later episode but um, a bounce back flow is essentially where a special and extremely time sensitive offer is sent to the customer who's just made a purchase to get an added to get another purchase added to what they already ordered so for example if the subscriber buys a pair of jeans from my store I can send them an email within 15 minutes of their purchase offering them 50% off of a shirt that we highly recommend would look good with their new jeans. And this offer would only last about 60 minutes for them to take advantage of. And more often than not, it provides a really great opportunity to convert that one-time customer into a two-time customer, which increases the likelihood that they'll shop again with us. I know it seems like overkill, but most people will be shocked to know that the best day to get someone to make their second purchase with your business is the same day that they made their first yeah, purchase. I, I, um, I still can like believe this number but it it does work it's it's crazy it's really weird and the first time i think any of us had kind of heard it we were like what? <laughs> but when you really no. look into the studies yeah. behind it you start to understand like and it makes the most sense because that same day the person is extremely excited about your brand they're excited about their purchase and if you can give them a really solid recommendation for an mm -hmm. add-on they'll be more than likely to they haven't gone through that kind of buyer's remorse yeah period yet so they're more likely to just go ahead and buy it versus waiting a a couple of days sending them another offer and then they're like whoa mm -hmm. well I already spent the money I don't know yeah. was this a good purchase and that's a lot of what that post purchase sequence does too is it just it kind of guides and coaches 
your new customer through any potential buyer's remorse that they have. So it kind of encourages them and lets them know like, hey, don't worry, you made a great purchase with a great brand. We're here to support you <laughs> through your buyer's remorse <laughs> and we promise you're going to love what you got. Um, so that's a, that's, a, that's a huge way to acquire those emails and get them engaged. So now they're consistent subscribers and they're getting their, your campaigns and things like that. Really, the possibilities are endless with the flows that you can trigger them into. And again, they'll be signed up to receive your weekly campaign. So they will be in the know. And now you have a new subscriber into your hopefully growing massive email list. One of the other flows that we really love is the Winback series, where if a customer hasn't bought with your store in the last 60 days, this flow gets triggered out to make an incredible offer for the customer. It's usually something along the lines of, hi, we missed you when we miss shopping with you here's 20% off your next purchase so we can add some spark into your wardrobe these offers are time sensitive so they usually have about 48 hours to take advantage and that email will follow with a reminder again like I said so if the offer is good for 48 hours they'll get another email 24 hours later that says hey don't forget about the 20% off that we gave you and then about 30 days later we hit that same customer with an even better incentive so 25% off or whatever it is and again with another reminder email to follow that's typically what a win back series looks like. And again, it's just so that you can win back that customer so they can continue to purchase with your brand. And if you are worried about obtaining all these emails from customers that you don't think will really want to stay loyal or engaged, we do have a flow that exists for that too. It's called a sunset flow. It can be created for all your list hygiene purposes. So usually it triggers when a subscriber has not opened, just opened any of your emails within the last 90 days, which honestly, a lot of people freak out about this and think 90 days is not enough time. Mm -hmm. But if someone has not opened, just opened, yeah. not, it's not clicking through or buying from an email. It's just mm -hmm. opening email within the last three months. They are not going to open any emails from you. It's the same like when your ex texts you and then texts you again saying, <laughs> I miss you, blah, 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 blah. If you're not replying, you are probably never going to reply. So it's the same kind of idea. And usually the initial email that goes out is something like, hey, remember us? That sort of thing. Then we usually send out an offer. It's usually pretty minimal because all we're trying to do is get this person to open one of these emails, mm -hmm. just open, not necessarily take advantage of the offer. And then we send an email that's kind of waving a white flag like, hey, we get it. You're not really interested. We'll take you off the list kind of thing. And again, if they don't open any of those emails, then they go into the unengaged list. So we don't send them any more emails because quite frankly, it's a waste of your time and a waste of your money because you're paying for that subscriber to be on your list. So that's kind of a, what we focus on when it comes to acquiring an email when someone's made a purchase. It just mm -hmm. helps you build onto that list. And there are so many different things that you can do with that, with that now customer who's actually purchased with you. So you know that they are engaged because they're bought, they've bought from you. Um, so it is a really solid email to be obtaining. And again, going back to what Vera had mentioned really at the start of the episode is rather than focusing all your time and energy on generating new leads, even though that's important, you also want to make sure that you're spending a ton of time just nurturing the leads that you already have. It's going to cost you a lot less money. It's going to spend less of your time and you're going to get a lot more out of it because now you're, you're investing in long-term loyal customers versus just getting that one-off quick purchase every now and again from a 
a brand new person who's just going to come in and then go out and you'll never hear from them again. And just like to sum up, you guys, we covered only three like tried and true methods here. We didn't want to overwhelm you with like gazillion of different ways to build your email list. So the tried and true methods are, again, adding the pop up to your website, adding the opt in form in your footer and working with the email addresses that you already have from the customers making the purchase. But again, there is so much more that you can be doing. You can be doing social media contests like Facebook or Instagram contests. They are great for building massive email lists. You can be creating like a different landing pages for different products. You can be sending your leads from, I don't know, like TikTok or whatever. So there are like a gazillion of different ways you can like utilize. Um, you can like build the massive email list, but we kind of covered the very, very minimum that you should have on your website. And actually, one of the questions that we received from our community, it is very like closely related to what we discussed today. So uh, by the way, if you want us to answer your questions here in the podcast, make sure to um, send it to us using the link in the description and we will answer all of your questions at the end of every episode um, every week. So Alyssa, question to you from one of our subscribers, Marcy. So Marcy is asking, why are my double opt-in confirmation emails going to spam? And that's kind of, we partially covered the double opt-in forms here in the, in the podcast. So uh, what, what might be the biggest, biggest reason? Oh boy. So this is a really good question. <laughs> it's really loaded and there are different reasons why, but we'll just focus on kind of primarily the main one. So your double opt-in confirmation emails might be going into spam if your account's default from address is a free mailbox provider. Something mm -hmm. like G at gmail.com, at yahoo.com, at aol.com, that kind of thing. And the reason for that is it just recognizes it as kind of like, okay, where the heck is this coming from and who the heck is this coming from? Um, <laughs> where you really want to be creating some kind of email that's specialized so that your inbox recognizes it as non-spam. Um, so in order for you to update that, just make sure that you go into your Clavio account and change up your contact information and update the default from or reply to address. The thing is, is if you have to use a Gmail, Yahoo, AOL account, you can set up a forwarding address if you don't already already have a business email that's associated with your domain. So for example, if your default from address is a Gmail address, you can set up an alias to have emails forwarded from your public from address to your personal inbox. So there are some workarounds that are available. If for whatever reason, this solution does not apply to you, what we typically recommend is um, Clavio support is really handy with understanding these kind of technical, advanced technical issues. And usually what they'll do is if your support agent can't help you right away, they'll ship you off and, and kind of process your request to like their technical advanced team. Um, so you will be able to get an answer. But uh, this is kind of the primary reason and the main issue, the main reason why we see this issue come up. So um, yeah, make sure that you uh, do your research around this and, and see why this is happening, because this will cause huge issues when it comes oh, to yeah increasing your email list. If you don't fix this, you're missing <laughs> out on 
so many people and that means so much money you're so, missing out on pretty much everyone yeah yeah <laughs> so uh make sure make sure that you get this taken care of guys don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends if you love it make sure that you um send us your feedback let us know what you think let us know if there's any any suggestions that you have about how we should be uh providing this information to you guys um if you do have more technical questions or want to get involved in an email marketing community that specifically focuses on e-commerce make sure you join our facebook group called clavio community everyone's really engaged really interactive people ask questions a lot of people from our team go in there and engage with a lot of the a lot of the members so um, it's definitely a great way to get involved and to uh, get some feedback and insight from other email marketers around yeah and if you guys want to get like a free consultation from our team um just go to our website to flowium.com slash contact and someone will schedule the call with you and if you have any like urgent questions that you need answer to uh, we'll be here for you so yeah let's let's stay connected let's get in touch and thanks for listening and we hope to see you next week and guys just just as a heads up for next week because there are so many money making opportunities that are already available to you as an e-commerce business owner we want to start focusing on how you can generate revenue from areas that may not already exist for you so for next week's episode we are going to be talking about emails that you'll need to start driving your sales so definitely make sure that you tune in for next week's episode yeah now now it's bye <laughs> because I, I, like, I was like bye I'm done with you guys <laughs> thank you guys thank you, so much and we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. It's F-L-O-W-I-U-M dot com slash a u d i t flown dot com slash audit